0: hello everyone today we'll start with the final part of the last chapter of Bhagavad Gita the perfection of renunciation persons who have not undergone the austerities of the religious process who have never attempted devotional service in Krishna consciousness, who have not tended a pure devotee and especially those who are conscious of Krishna only as a historical personality or who are envious of the greatness of Krishna should not be told this most confidential part of knowledge. It is however sometimes found that even demonic persons who are envious of Krishna worshipping Krishna in a different way take to the profession of explaining Bhagavad Gita in a different way to make business. But anyone who desires actually to understand Krishna must avoid such commentaries on Bhagavad Gita. Actually, the purpose of Bhagavad Gita is not understandable to those who are sensuous. Even if one is not sensuous but is strictly following the disciplines enjoined in the Vedic scripture, if he is not a devotee he also cannot understand Krishna. And even when one poses himself as a devotee of Krishna, but is not engaged in Krishna conscious activities, he also cannot understand Krishna. There are many persons who envy Krishna because he has explained in Bhagavad Gita that he is the Supreme and that nothing is above Him or even equal to Him. There are many persons who are envious of Krishna. Such persons should not be told of Bhagavad Gita, as they cannot understand. There is no possibility of faithless persons understanding Bhagavad Gita and Krishna. Without understanding Krishna from the authority of a pure devotee, one should not try to comment upon Bhagavad Gita. Lord Krishna said, For one who explains this supreme secret to the devotees, pure devotional service is guaranteed. And at the end, he will come back to me. There is no servant in this world more dear to me than he, nor will there ever be one more dear. And I declare that he who studies this sacred conversation of ours worships me by his intelligence. And one who listens with faith and without envy Becomes free from sinful reactions and attains to the auspicious planets where the pious dwell. Lord Krishna asked Arjuna, Have you heard this with an attentive mind? And are your ignorance and illusions now dispelled? Arjuna said, My dear Krishna, O infallible one, my illusion is now gone. I have regained my memory by your mercy. I am now firm and free from doubt and I am prepared to act according to your instructions. Krishna consciousness is acting according to Krishna's order. A conditioned soul illusioned by the external energy of matter does not know that the Supreme Lord is the Master who is full of knowledge and who is the proprietor of everything. Whatever he desires, he can bestow upon his devotees. He is the friend of everyone and he is especially inclined to his devotee. He is the controller of this material nature and of all living entities. He is also the controller of inexhaustible time and he is full of all opulences and all potencies. The Supreme Personality of Godhead can even give himself to the devotee. One who does not know him is under the spell of illusion. He does not become a devotee, but a servant of Maya. Arjuna, however, after hearing Bhagavad Gita, from the Supreme Personality of Godhead became free from all illusion. He could understand that Krishna was not only his friend but the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And he understood Krishna factually. So to study Bhagavad Gita is to understand Krishna factually. When a person is in full knowledge, he naturally surrenders to Krishna. When Arjuna understood that it was Krishna's plan to reduce the unnecessary increase of population, he agreed to fight according to Krishna's desire. He again took up his weapons, his arrows and bow, to fight under the order of Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the beginning of Bhagavad Gita, Dhrashtra inquired from his secretary Sanjaya what happened on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. The entire study was related to the heart of Sanjaya by the grace of his spiritual master, Vyasa. He thus explained the theme of the battlefield. The conversation was wonderful because such an important conversation between two great souls had never taken place before and would not take place again. It was wonderful because the Supreme Personality of Godhead was speaking about himself and his energies to the living entity Arjuna, a great devotee of the Lord. If we follow in the footsteps of Arjuna to understand Krishna, then our life will be happy and successful. Sanjaya realized this and as he began to understand it, he related the conversation to Dhrashtha. Now it is concluded that wherever there is Krishna and Arjun, there is victory. Sanjaya said to Dhrashtha, O king, as I repeatedly recall this wondrous and holy dialogue, Between Krishna and Arjuna, I take pleasure, being thrilled at every moment. As I remember the wonderful form of Lord Krishna, I am struck with wonder more and more and I rejoice again and again. Wherever there is Krishna, the master of all mystiques, and wherever there is Arjuna, the Supreme Archer, there will always certainly be opulence, victory, extraordinary power and morality. That is my opinion. The Bhagavad Gita began with an inquiry of Dhrashtra. He was hopeful of the victory of his sons, assisted by great warriors like Bhisma, Drona and Karna. He was hopeful that the victory would be on his side. But after describing the scene on the battlefield, Sanjaya told the king, You are thinking of victory? But my opinion is that where Krishna and Arjuna are present, there will be all good fortune. He directly confirmed that Dhrashtra could not expect victory for his side. Victory was certain for the side of Arjuna because Krishna was there. Krishna's acceptance of the post of charioteer for Arjuna was an exhibition of another opulence. Krishna is full of all opulences and renunciation is one of them. There are many instances of such renunciation, for Krishna is also the master of renunciation. There are many less intelligent persons who take Bhagavad Gita to be a discussion of topics between two friends on a battlefield. But such a book cannot be a scripture. Some may protest that Krishna incited Arjuna to fight, which is immoral. But the reality of the situation is clearly stated. Bhagavad Gita is the supreme instruction in morality. The supreme instruction of morality is stated in the ninth chapter, in the 34th verse. One must become a devotee of Krishna and the essence of all religion is to surrender unto Krishna. The instructions of Bhagavad Gita constitute the supreme process of religion and of morality. All other processes may be purifying and may lead to this process. But the last instruction of the Gita is the last word in all morality and religion. Surrender unto Krishna. This is the verdict of the 18th chapter. From Bhagavad Gita, we can understand that to realize oneself by philosophical speculation and by meditation is one process but to fully surrender unto Krishna is the highest perfection. This is the essence of the teachings of Bhagavad Gita. The path of regulative principles according to the orders of social life and according to the different courses of religion may be a confidential path of knowledge. But although the rituals of religion are confidential, meditation and cultivation of knowledge are still more confidential. And surrender unto Krishna in devotional service, in full Krishna consciousness, Is the most confidential instruction. That is the essence of the 18th chapter. The living entity in his original position is pure spirit. He is just like an atomic particle of the Supreme Spirit. Thus, Lord Krishna may be compared to the sun and the living entities to sunshine because the living entities are the marginal energy of krishna they have a tendency to be in contact either with the material energy or with the spiritual energy in other words the living entity is situated between the two energies of the Lord. And because he belongs to the superior energy of the Lord, he has a particle of independence. By proper use of that independence, he comes under the direct order of Krishna. Thus he attains his normal condition in the pleasure-giving potency. Thus end the Bhakti Vedanta Parpats to the 18th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita in the matter of its conclusion, The Perfection of Renunciation. Thank you for all the love and support. Hare Krishna! Thank you.